Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome in here Tuesday morning. Uh, Toby Keith, as we mentioned this morning, died of stomach cancer at the age of 62 overnight. All right, we have a Republican lawmaker out of the state of Utah by the name of Douglas Welton, who said he was hearing from kindergarten teachers, several of them, who said they were ready to quit after they encountered students who were not potty trained in kindergarten. I'll leave some of the graphic details out of it, but the things that they were asked to do, they felt were a bit out of their job description. So he's proposing a new law. Yes, uh, and that new law would mandate that it's House Bill 331, and it would mandate that all kids upon entering kindergarten must mandatorily have been potty trained before they get there. And we're talking about, yeah, I mean, teachers that say that they were asked to check the students' diapers and things like that, and they were like, whoa, this is not what I signed up for. And these kids are five years old. They should have been through this already. Why is it? on me to have to literally figure this out and clean this up. So, uh, yeah, they, I mean, I I think it's an interesting rule. My question about it would be even at five kids have accidents. Absolutely. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So absolutely. At what point does a kid go from having an accident to being a kid who's deemed not potty trained? I'm going to speak as the non-parent here, so get ready. Um, I feel like the difference is, do they need to wear a diaper every day? Every kid has an okay. accident, right? Yeah. That's, you know, we, we've all experienced that with kids. That that happens. But to me, there's a difference between an accident and a kid not having that self-control most of the time. Definitely. And, and I mean, there's a real concern there, too, because um, there's only two people in the world who ever changed my kids' diapers. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. me, their dad, and their mom, and, you know, maybe grandparents. I mean, people in the family. And you think about how many and how sketchy we are now about, or skittish, I should say, not sketchy. Sketchy's the, the other side of it. But how mm-hmm. skittish we are now about allowing other adults who are not family members to touch a child in any way. How many times have you said, if you're a teacher, you never touch a child? Now, I understand in kindergarten, that gets that changes a little bit. Because yeah. they're young, and they need help, and you got to lift them up to do things. You know, I, I get in kindergarten that that changes a little bit. But now we're talking. Uh, now we're talking about touching in areas that are far more problematic than just lifting a kid up to the drinking fountain. This is where I, I ask if your kid is not potty trained by the time they go to kindergarten and I don't know what the age in Utah is, what the mandatory age to go to school is. I don't know if it's five, six or seven, but let's say it's five. If they're not potty trained by the age of five, I have 
questions about parenting and I have questions about developmental delays. And if, if there are problems in either of those two areas, I don't know that I want that kid in school. I, I get, I don't, I don't love this bill, but I get, um, the part of this that I don't love is the bill would establish guidelines to refer a family to a social worker for not, for their kid not being potty trained if they send them to kindergarten. Does this qualify? And when I hear social worker, I think you're calling the state. Right. Does this qualify as something to be calling the state on? Exactly. Yeah. And uh, by the way, I, I looked it up while you were talking. The compulsory school age in Utah is six. So, okay. you know, technically it's third grade or uh, not third grade, first grade uh, mm -hmm. or at least first grade age. But it's not seven. Uh, Washington State, by the way, is eight. But another I knew story there were a couple that were age yeah. eight. Yeah. Wow. Um, but you know, it, it, it's it's a great question to ask because. I mean, at that point, what does it imply? Are there kids, and I'm sure that there are, who just physically don't have the same ability to control what's going on down there as other kids develop? Usually that develops around age three. Uh -huh. where, and sometimes a little earlier, uh, we started with my niece, we started potty training her around two. And, but, but I mean, she was like at, almost at the end of two, almost three. So, you know, she had some success with it, uh, but certainly by age three, she was fine. And, you know, when a kid gets to age five, you're right. It's worth asking those questions. What kind of parenting is going on here? But it's not necessarily an indicator that there's anything wrong. Right. I have quite, is that a form of neglect? Yeah. If your kid is, is not potty trained, and that's maybe not the right question to ask, are there conditions under which that is a form of neglect? Um, in my experience, um, a kid that is not potty trained by kindergarten is usually indicative of one of two things, either trauma, that's a trauma response to something, yep. or it's connected to other developmental delays. Usually that's not isolated. Usually that's connected to something else. Fear, something has happened with that part of the body or it's a trauma response to something else in their life or there are general, you know, there are other perhaps disabilities there. Right, and, and you're 100% right in the fact that they, uh, they revert and they revert almost completely. Mm -hmm. So it's not right. just potty training, it's speech difficulties, you know, where they should by age three be putting sentences together and they're yep. still, you know, just babbling. It's all of that. So yeah, there are, I guess there are ways to maybe tell the difference between something that could potentially be a parent problem and something that's just a kid who's a little slower figuring it out than other ones. But should it be mandatory mm. to send them to kindergarten? Yeah, phone lines are ringing on this. If you want to jump in, 913-586-7798. I, I just, yeah, you, then you start to wonder, okay, if if we criminalize that, if we criminalize not potty training your kids before they start kindergarten, what are you going to do to punish a parent? What's What's the proper way to go about you know, influencing a parent to to finish that potty training before their kids enter school. And by the way, with a compulsory school age of six, what if the kid gets to six and still isn't potty trained? Well, now you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. You've got to have the kid in school, but you can't. But that's where I say maybe that is an occasion where the state should be called. And yeah. I can't believe I'm saying that, but maybe, maybe that's where I know you don't love you it. You need outside involvement. Sure. Yeah. We'll go to the phones if you want to jump in, do that thing, and we'll start with Kenny, who's in South KC. Hey, Kenny. Hey, y'all. Hey, I just got to let you guys know. So my wife is a special ed teacher for a school district. 
Um, she mostly in early education, right? But she also works with the elementary school kids. There's a lot of kids in, that have special needs who just aren't potty trained by the time they're six, seven years old. And those, you know, and that's a thing. That's a real thing that we go through with autism and Down syndrome and all this other stuff that kids have. That's a, that's a thing that parents go through. And how are we going to punish those parents who have those special needs kids who can't potty train, you know, for whatever reason, they're working on it or doing what they can to do it, but because of the needs of the kids or whatever the, the, the issue is, it's just not working. With your wife, um, and I don't want to get graphic about this in any way, but when she's in that situation, is she the one who has to do the changing? Oh, yeah. Oh, she yeah. does. Okay. She's been clean she... up. I mean, there's been times she's had to run home and change her clothes because, you know, uh huh. You know I, I get it. it. <laughs> I, I get it. Thank you. Yes, and thank you for for letting us fill in the blanks on that one. Uh, all right, a great call, man. Thank you. Thanks very much for checking in. Um, so I was looking to see if there was a provision in this to, although I've got the bill in front of me, but it's long, and I maybe I'll read it during the break here. I was looking to see if there was an exception here for special needs for special ed. And it seems like you would have to. There should be. Yeah, because it's a different thing. There's a reason you're now. As I defend this, I don't like that I'm defending it for some reason, but I kind of am. This could be um, the impetus, is that the word I want, mm -hmm. for triggering a kid to be in special needs, where maybe this is, the, this is the thing that you recognize as being the first symptom that maybe this kid should be in special ed. Yeah, and going back to the, the earlier part of the conversation, then you analyze what other difficulties are they having? Are they having difficulties recognizing numbers, letters? You know, is are those sorts of things starting to happen where you wouldn't necessarily notice that if we're talking about a three or four year old? Right. Interesting. Uh, we can keep going back to the phones here. Diane is in Leavenworth. Hi, Diane. Hi, guys. How's everybody? Doing great. Excellent. What's on your mind? I was just going to say, I mean, I, you know, I've been working around special needs kids for like 13 years, but prior to that, my mom took care of them. But my own kids and grandkids and great-grandkids, mind you, have all been usually potty broke. When they start walking, that's when we all, you know, get our due diligence. Yep. And they were all potty broke normally before three, but they won't let them go to school out where I work if they're not potty broke at three years old to go to, uh, uh, what do you call it? Like uh, daycare and pre-K and that yeah. sort of thing, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and, yeah. So, uh, and uh, my special needs kids, we have people that work with them in the schools, and usually they're really good about the bathroom issues. You know, we, but I, I think parents are maybe slacking a little bit and God knows I know what it is to have those special needs kids. So I, I, my hat's off to them for taking the care and loving them like they do, but they need more work than most children. You got it. All right, Diane, thank you. Uh, again, Thanks, yeah, more more angles on this that we hadn't thought of in the initial, but it's just more work that they're going to have to do on the bill if it's not there already. Yeah, one of the things that they point out is um, nurses, the school nurses, would often be called in to handle stuff like this. Oh. The problem is we have a shortage of school nurses. We have a shortage <laughs> of nurses. Yeah. But we have a shortage of school nurses for sure. So you just don't have the staff there 
And I could never teach kindergarten, man. That is 25 little bodies going in 25 different directions <laughs> like all the cats. time. Yes, I couldn't do it. And so that's hard enough as it is without then having to focus all of your attention on this kid. And that's not a quick problem to fix. True enough. Yeah. And if you're the only one in there, while all of your attention is diverted with them, what are the other 24 doing? Right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I don't even want to think about it. Thanks, Jamie. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I mean. High school was easier. High school, you have have different, you have older bodies going in 25 different directions instead of little ones. Uh, We can go to Terry next up out of Kansas City. Hi, Terry. Hey, Terry. Hi. Hey there. What are you thinking? Um, Well, I am thinking, I had a child that was diagnosed with a brain tumor, too. He had surgery, his tumor was 7.6 centimeters in the frontal lobe of his brain. Wow. He did lots of chemo for two years. We were cancer-free for a while, and then we had to fly to Portland, Oregon to do blood-brain barrier disruption for six months. Then we came back here, and when he turned four, he had to do six weeks of radiation. And when he entered school, he... He looks like a normal child with the exception his tumor was in the central nervous system. And after his surgery, he couldn't use his whole right side. But he regained his speech. He regained walking. The only deficit he really had is he couldn't use his right hand for fine motor skills. But he went to kindergarten, and he did have some accidents because the radiation and everything that this little body had taken. Oh, yeah. It, it takes a toll on everything. It's not just. And you couldn't tell he didn't look like he had special needs unless you were looking for it. Yeah. And he would just go down to the nurse if he had an accident or if he had to go potty. He would just go down to the school nurse, which happened to be his stem cell transplant nurse. We got very lucky. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. that's uh, How is he now, by the way? Oh, he passed away in 2006. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, it's something you never get over. Trust me. Oh, no, no. I'm, I, I couldn't, I couldn't yeah. even imagine. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, what you were saying about what that medication, I mean, that medication racks your body when you're in your 20s. I can't, what it must yeah. do to a three-year-old. Ugh. Yeah, um, and he, he he died when he was almost eight. So they didn't think that he would live a year, but he surpassed that. He was a 70-year-old soul in a seven-year-old body. Yeah. And he did do kindergarten twice. He had the same teacher requested him the second year, and then he, he got sick, really sick again in first grade. Okay. And I have to attribute it to the school um, in the North Kansas City School District. He went to school at, um, at uh, Northview Elementary. And the school nurse, Mary Helen, was amazing. And like I said, and she was used to him because she, when he had a stem cell transplant and was in the hospital for 32 days, she was his nurse with the stem cell transplant team in Kansas City. So she knew him. We got very fortunate yeah. to have her leave Children's Mercy. And go to the school district. It happened to be at the school that we just moved to. And again, so, it's just it's very more, lucky, right? And, and, and that that situation is another one of those that if they don't have some kind of carve out in this bill for a child who's going through something like that, boy, do they need one. Yeah. Yes, they have to have some type of caveat or something yep. in there because that's not right. You got it. All right, it's, Terry. It's, thank you. And, and again, yeah. so sorry for what you had to go through, but thank you very much for for talking to us about it. Feel free to get in here, 913-586-7798 if you'd like. Uh, we'll take a break. Coming up, we'll ask, how safe over the speed limit? Do you feel like you can safely go before you're pulled over? Talk about that next year on KMBZ. Wrapping up our conversation here out of Utah, you have a lawmaker who says you have teachers in kindergarten that are getting out of the line of work because they are tired of kids that are not 
potty trained. So he wants to require that for kindergartners. Let's go off to uh, Angie, who's calling in from Liberty. Hello, Angie. Hello. What are you thinking um, about? I am a retired school teacher who I taught preschool, kindergarten, and special services up through junior high age. I will tell you that there are screening processes that you go through with your school district to decide if they're ready for uh, preschool. And um, there are special preschools for special needs children and also screening processes to go through with your school district to figure out if your child is ready for kindergarten. Now they will just um, advise, you do not have to send your child at that time, but they can tell you if they think that they're ready to go. And I will tell you also, legally, you can, if your child has a special needs, they will be accepted and we cannot turn away any child. Huh. What what if it's a situation, and we've had this come up a couple of times on the text line, uh, where people are, are wondering not so much about a child who is a special needs child, but somebody pointed out that uh, there's a growing body of thought in psychology that you shouldn't even start potty training your kids until they show interest in it. And if that doesn't happen until they're five years old, I mean, mm-hmm. it, that's not a special needs kid. That's just a kid who just doesn't care. But what I'm telling you is a public school, at least in the state of Missouri, will go ahead and send them to kindergarten. They are not going to keep them home. They will, Okay. So <laughs> they, is, will put them, they will put them in a special needs class. Got it. Oh, okay. So they, they, uh, they'll put them in a special needs class simply for that. And then once they get that under control, they can go back to normal school. Possibly. I mean, that's a long process and a long, you'll just have to look. Got it. That situation, but yes. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, Angie, that's thanks. And, and maybe that's the better way to do it. Thanks, Angie. All right. Thanks to everybody for getting in here. We appreciate it. Okay. Uh, so we know, <laughs> I laugh at the story because we have speed limits for a reason. The speed limit is the law. Right. And that says, here is the speed you are allowed to go before you are breaking the law. And yet people are asking, okay, but how fast can I really go? Yeah, and, and they did this in Colorado because Colorado's been having a real problem with speeding and with speed-related deaths. And they're looking at ways to try to bring that down. But what this reminded me of immediately was the story we had a couple of weeks ago out of California where a lawmaker was trying to make it so that your car would automatically govern mm. itself to not go more than 10 miles an hour over the speed limit. And my question was, why don't you just govern it at the speed limit? You know, right. um, So th- they asked police officers and the answer, I mean, you could have written it. I could have written it. Anybody listening could have written exactly what the response was going to be because it's essentially, well, a lot of people have the, the thought that you could, you're safe going five or 10 miles an hour over the speed limit, but you're really not. We can ticket you for any speed limit violation. So don't speed. That's what they're going to say, but they're the mm-hmm. ones who pull people over, and they're not pulling people over for going 76 and a 75. What's your rule of thumb? What have you generally thought? I, <laughs> uh, I, I probably shouldn't be admitting this on the air, but um, I usually go for eight over. Mm-hmm. I, I split the difference between five and ten because I figure nobody I, I the only time I you know I talked about this when we were talking about the California story when I lived on Reddington Shores they were famous for it it was 35 mile an hour speed limit anywhere everywhere and they would pull you over for anything over 35 they just loved it and it was a little tiny beach town so mm-hmm. that was their main source of revenue 
But anywhere other than that, I've never heard of somebody being pulled over on an interstate going five miles an hour over the speed limit. Generally, the way I think is if I'm in a school zone, you don't speed at all. Yes. In a school zone where it's 25, you don't speed at all. If I'm in town, you know, speed limit's 30, 35, 40, I figure five miles over, I'm okay. Because you might naturally kind of be, sometimes you don't always know, is it 35, is it 40? So I figure five miles an hour, I'm okay. On the interstate or highway, I figure nine over. I figure if it's 65, I can go 74. That's funny. Yeah, guys, because you don't want to hit 10. No. Right? <laughs> That's like giving them an excuse. When you hit yeah. 10 miles an hour over, it's like saying, okay, come on. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, it also depends, and I don't know what the laws are in Missouri because, well, I don't speed that much. So uh, the the um, the laws when I was in Florida were there was a line of demarcation at 15 miles an hour over. Okay. You got they they had a point system, so if you were going less than 15 miles an hour over the speed limit, you got two points off your license. At six points, by the way, it was an automatic suspension. But if you were going 15 or more over up to a certain range, you would get four points. So you'd be like two thirds of the way there to getting your license mm-hmm. su- suspended. But everybody kind of saw that as carte blanche to go 14 miles an hour over the speed limit because nobody's yeah. going to pull me over. It's only a two point violation. If um. We need to get to a break and then we'll get to your calls. I, I'm curious about two things from everybody. How, what's your, what's your guideline for yourself? And have you been pulled over and given a ticket for going four miles over for, for within that window that we feel like is kind of dumb. We'll get to all that coming up here on KMBC. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 913-586-7798. So we're talking about two things. The window over the speed limit, you feel like it's safe for you to go without being pulled over. And as we'll get to your calls in a sec, who's been pulled over within that window and learn that that is wrong. I want to get to that. And I want to add one more thing, one more iron onto that fire, but we'll do that in a couple of minutes. So we'll jump to Mike in Topeka here uh, first. Hey, Mike. Hey guys. How's it going? Good, good. Right. Um, so before I say what I want to say, I want to add a disclaimer. Do not do what I do. Don't drive like I do. <laughs> I, I promise you, I, I legitimately have driver training and I can neither confirm nor deny that I speed, but if I were to do so, it would be in a very meticulously maintained vehicle with tires that are rated for the speeds I may or may not drive at. A lot of people don't know this, but tires are actually rated for certain speeds. And right. if you exceed that speed by, uh, by too much or for too long, you're going to have a bad time. So that being said, um, it all depends on where I'm at. If I'm in a residential area or a school zone or work zone, absolutely do not speed. 
if I'm in the city, especially in traffic, I'll just kind of go with the flow of traffic. But generally, I won't go more than five to 10 over the limit. Um, but the place that I speed the most um, is on desolate back road country roads where there's no one around but me and I have a very sophisticated radar detector and I routinely may or may not every day exceed 110 to 120 on my drive to work. Allegedly. If I were to do that, allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> right. Can I ask a dumb question? Why? Absolutely. Because it's Why? fun. And, you know, I, I know that I'm out there by myself and the worst thing that's going to happen is I'm going to hurt myself. You know, um, my biggest fear is deer, um, but, in, you know, in my experience, in the four years that I've been commuting to Kansas City, I've seen two deer on the route that I take, and so I just feel comfortable with it. But again, you know, I, I do take a lot of measures that most people may not, and I, I like to refer to myself as a smart speeder. Like I said, I only do it in specific areas that I know very well, and it's, it's more of a calculated risk to me. And I think, again, boys, just being a guy, it's just fun. Boys. Yeah, this is boys. (laughs) Can confirm. (laughs) All right, Mike, uh, we we won't send them after you. We promise. Thanks a lot. Yeah, it's funny. You know, when I said eight over, we got a text in off the text line that said, try that in Leewood. That's the other thing that I wanted to add into this is, um, you know, every place that I've ever lived has had that one place where people just tell stories and like, oh, no, oh, don't speed through there. Um, is so yeah if mission if, is it mission really oh mission we love you mission police but mission yep <laughs> yeah because well you patrol around here mm-hmm. you know um but yeah i've uh, i've not had a ticket since i've been here in fact i boy it's been 10 years or more since i've had a ticket so uh i guess i'm i'm doing okay as far as the mission police are concerned but uh, apparently Leewood is on the list as well. If you know of other areas where it's just notorious, not that it's a speed trap necessarily, mm-hmm. but just that they are very strict on enforcement and you better not mess around. Many of you are using the phrase nine, you're fine, 10, you're mine. Yep. Okay. Somebody else switched it and said eight, you're fine, nine, you're mine. Right. So, yeah. So who knows? And it, that, that'll depend on the officer too. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I once had an officer accuse me, even though he was totally wrong, of going 55 and a 35, and uh, I and he didn't end up writing the ticket because I, I wasn't, you know, and, and okay. I argued with him, and I was like, "There's no way this car was going that fast on this road," so you know. But then he, you know, he could have written me up anyway, but he thankfully did not. Allie in Higginsville is joining us next. Hey, Allie. Hey, how are you guys doing? Doing great. Great. Um, I was heading into Kansas City. Now, this, of course, this was about 20 years ago because my youngest is now 22 going on 23, and he was in his car seat. Uh, but I was taking uh, – I used a vehicle that my husband usually drove to work, so it's not the one I normally drove. And I thought I'd set the speed limit at 70 with the cruise country. And I was about at the speedway at Odessa, and uh, – Highway Patrolman had, I guess, finished pulling over a uh, car, and uh, all of a sudden now I'm being pulled over, and he's like, well, you were going 75 and a 70. And I said, uh, well, I thought I saw, <laughs> I thought I said it at 70, so I don't think there is a safe. <laughs> because, right. Yeah, I was, you know, yeah. I, I, I didn't get the ticket because I really, it was the situation that I really thought I was had set it at 70, but, you know, it's a different dashboard and different odom- or speedometer kind of thing. And he get, luckily gave me a break, but it was only 75 over 70. Right. And so he would pull me over, I mean, immediately. 
Yeah, and, and there you were. Just yeah, we, and we've had a couple of folks on the text line who have said similar things that they got pulled over. One of them, to, to back Jamie up, did say, "I got pulled over doing five over in Mission." So, yep. <laughs> right. so don't and do my that. Dad, when I when I grew up, and my dad was teaching me, you know, to drive and that sort of thing, and he 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 had made that comment. He's like, "You're usually safe if you go if you keep it five miles or under," but no, that's not true. <laughs> and it depends, I think, on on the highway patrolman or the officer also. And, right. You know, in different towns, also, you know, uh, we used to drive down to see my brother when he lived down by uh, Fort Smith, Arkansas. Going down, there was always this one town you knew, one little town that, by golly, you better not, you better slow down because they were just waiting. That was their only revenue, I think. Yeah, well, I, I know, I know one of them very well. And if you ever find yourself on vacation in Florida and end up in a town called Stark. It's okay. 30, and they mean it. Where's <laughs> that? Started, where's start? It's, oddly enough, it's where the state prison is. It's uh, between <laughs> between Tampa and Ocala, uh, okay. so okay. north-central Florida. But, yeah, there's no reason to go there other than that, that uh, Highway 301 goes right through it. So right. if you're driving 301, you'll, you'll go through Stark. But, yeah, when you come around that corner and see that sign that says 30, believe it. <laughs> right. Well, and here I was, you know, going along, and, and I just thought there are many things that I just try to keep it at 70 with the odometer. I mean, with the, excuse me, the cruise control. And I just let people go past me because I had that happen. That was 20 years ago, but I'm not going to have it again. Right. <laughs> so, Understood. Anyway. All right. Allie, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Day, you do the same. Take care. For sure, what the text line is reflecting is pick a small community anywhere around and that's where you're likely to get caught fairway somebody said yep that's in fact i can even think of places on shawnee mission parkway i can picture it where i know officers from fairway will sit because they can sit back from oh. shawnee mission parkway a little bit okay and it's 35 miles an hour on shawnee mission parkway there it doesn't become 45 until you get to the mission gateway project and so and they'll if you hit green lights You'll, you'll pick up some speed. Definitely. Well, yeah, and uh, when I was on my way home this weekend, because I had a tight travel, I-70 again. Uh, but I was on my way back and, you know, started coming up to a car that was over on the shoulder. And it was way off the shoulder. And it looked like a broken down car. Mm -hmm. As I passed it, nope, it's cop. Yep. And I was like, ooh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, Sneaky. Yeah, he uh, he could have gotten me, but at the time, I mean, there were a whole bunch of other cars around, and we were all going the same speed. And I think a lot of times on the interstate, it, as long as it's reasonable over the, yeah. over the limit, if there's a bunch of you and nobody's the hot dog who's trying to get through it and weaving through it and, you know, going 10 miles an hour faster than everybody else, then, yeah, it's it's going to be generally pretty cool. Yeah, you always think, well, they can't catch all of us. <laughs> yeah. No, but they can catch one of you. No, you know what? No, yeah, they can't catch all of us, <laughs> but if they choose one, it's going to be me. Yeah. It's always going to be me. Let's go to Alex and KCK next. Hello, Alex. Hey, good, uh, good morning. It's a wonderful day. It uh, is. Yeah. So I lived in Michigan for quite some time, and, and in Michigan, there was a road condition law. Now, I don't know if you're familiar with Kalamazoo, I-94. Yep. It's typically got... 100 accidents in that vicinity, 100 car accidents in there. Anyway, what the road conditions provide. So if the season was 35 and the police thought that the road conditions were good for 30, they could pull you over and stop you and say, slow down. Now, 
that's what I'm thinking about road conditions thing. The other yeah. thing is, do you remember back back when you drive to to Lawrence on Ten Highway and they had a plane that was circling around up there and there was a highway patrolman and he'd just stop and point people over to the side of the road? No, I they they actually had uh, they yeah, they, they had a plane had, pulling people over. See, wow. Yeah, you see those little things that look like airplanes on the road way back when. That's what they used as their start point from the planes. So if you hit that point, the plane picked you up right at that point. Gotcha. And they just had the highway patrol up there pulling their cars on both sides, going up to them. You know, that's crazy. Right. Yep. Thanks, Alex. Yeah, yeah. So you don't even see them. You don't even see them. By the time you're caught, you're already caught. And you don't know it because you haven't seen a cop yet. <laughs> All right. Keep these coming in if you want. 913-586-7798. Still to come, a first for the NBA. And we have a list of the world's most dangerous cities list. One in the U.S. is on it. We'll get to that coming up here on KMBZ. Number one on iTunes since Sunday. Still. Uh Talking about the, oh, grace period you feel like you get, so to speak, over the speed limit, the window where you feel like it's okay to go, police would tell you the speed limit is the speed limit. Yes, they would. And yet we all seem to have that little, you know, bit of wiggle room that we think we have. And I love the, the mythology that grows up around it, too, where people will say, well, you know, if it's less than five miles an hour over, you could just blame it on your speedometer being inaccurate. And it's like, well, 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 you could, but they're not supposed to be inaccurate. You're going to have to prove it, too. I mean, my, my <laughs> uh, car, my old one, uh, it's off by a lot where but, but it's off the other way. So if I'm uh -oh. if it says I'm going 65, I'm actually mm -hmm. probably going about. 58. I guess it's better for it to be off that way. Yes. <laughs> it keeps me out of trouble. Uh, <laughs> let's go to Charles and KC up next. Hey, Charles. Hi. Hi there. I've got, I have some fun. <clears throat> you don't make a lot of friends, but if you're bored and don't have anything else to do, wherever you go, go exactly the speed limit and look in the rearview mirror and watch everybody swinging and yelling their arms and screaming at you. Yep. Right. No, I know. And it's it's most places. Thank you, Charles. Um, and I've I've complained about this before. I mean, Jamie, you mentioned when you're coming in from the plaza on Shawnee Mission Parkway, it's 35, 35, 35. And then all of a sudden it goes up to 45. Mm -hmm. I wish people would recognize that because they're always going too slow. <laughs> I don't know what it oh, is that one really? that one stretch of road. Everybody's going, you know, 40, maybe. And I'm like, gosh, it's 45. Come on. I got to get to work. It is one of the places, at least, because I come from this direction, yeah. um, where at least, I don't say this very often, people do get over to the right. Like, if they're going to go slower, they do a pretty good job there figuring that out and kind of sorting that out. You also have the exit there for Johnson Drive. And so you have a lot of people, the speed limit goes up, but a lot of people immediately take that exit uh, off to Row and to Johnson Drive out that direction. So. And then it goes down to 25. Oh, on, does it really? On Johnson Drive there, yeah. If, if you go into oh. um, over by, there's a bunch of stuff over there. There's uh, yeah. there's like a, a FedEx store and a UPS store and all of that. It, that area of Johnson Drive is 25 miles an hour. Why do we ever have a 25 mile an hour speed? <laughs> I don't know. What is the purpose of that? I, yeah, I, I think there, they're worried about shopping. They're worried about people crossing the okay. street to go from one store to another store, and they want to keep the speed down as low as they possibly can. Yeah, right by Sailor's. Okay. Wow. All right. I apparently don't go that 25 when I'm over there. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> saying. To me. I'm just saying. <laughs> Let's go to DJ and KC up next. Hey, DJ. Hey, how's it going? Great, great. 
Uh, just wanted to say that, yeah, the speed limit is the speed limit. It's an absolute. It, it says 45. That's it. However, as a retired police officer, I will tell you that I never pulled anybody over unless they were, you know, really being stupid uh, for going uh, less for going less than 10 over. So that was kind of my thing. It's like 10, 12 over, and and you were good. Uh, but it also depends a lot on uh, the, the traffic conditions, the weather conditions, and your attitude when the officer in, <laughs> walked up to the window. Can confirm so, on that uh, one as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. The, so, the, yeah, the one thing you was apologetic and like okay i'm sorry i didn't mean to do it it's like okay they're less likely to get get written up right you never want to do the come on man <laughs> come on <laughs> no, <laughs> it, it doesn't work yeah. <laughs> i love it dj thank you uh yeah as soon as he said well the speed limit is the speed limit i was gonna go thank you officer but then he confirmed he was a, a retired cop yes all right thanks everybody for getting here be safe go with the speed limit don't say we didn't warn you All right, we have a list of the world's most dangerous cities. Again, this is the world's most dangerous cities list. And I got nervous when I saw this this morning, but no, not us. It's not us. Uh, It's not far, (laughs) but it's not us. Yeah, a lot of, and the way that they calculated this was murders per 100,000 population. So, it it, you know, because the numbers can get skewed. If you've got a really big city like New York, well, yeah, there's going to be a lot more murders there because there's a lot more people there, but they just mm-hmm. went by 100,000 population. And the only city in the United States, most of the list, at least in the top 10, are cities in Mexico. Because yeah. I don't know if you've been paying attention, they got a little crime problem down there with the drug cartels. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, most of them are places you've probably never heard of, but there are these cities in Mexico where they just have a terrible, terrible murder problem. The only one in the United States was St. Louis, Missouri. Okay. <laughs> and and is I mean, I'm not happy anybody about it, surprised? But... Right. Um, no, but I don't know exactly what today's murder rate is, the differences between us and St. Louis. I we shouldn't make fun of them because for Kansas City size, we are in, in terms of the US, we are easily in the top five in terms of most dangerous cities or most violent cities in the US, and we are not the fifth largest city in the country, so we should perhaps be quiet about it well t- sure and and then there's the fact that if you look at the rate over the last three years it's gone up every year and as yeah. everybody knows last year we set a record yeah um i was just looking at the rest of this list um cape town south africa is on this list too yep. and i went in fact that was right before that was the trip i did right before you started um on kmbz and it is the only city that I, I didn't think Cape Town was that dangerous. I knew Johannesburg to be dangerous. I mean, that's a city I would never set foot in. I didn't know Cape Town to be that dangerous until I got there. And it's the only city that I've ever been in where the hotels would tell you, and Cape Town's a big tourist town. I mean, it's Table Table Mountain is there. I mean, it's, it's a big tourist town. Hotels would tell you, do not even walk the block to your restaurant. Wow. Uber. Uber and I mean, we were staying in wine country. Chenin Blanc is big there. And so you would go to wine country and stay at some of these big resorts and they would tell you streets are dark, Uber across the street to your restaurant. And I've never experienced that in a city before. No, no kidding. Uh, yeah. And it's uh, usually what you'll find um, even in Mexico. I mean, the, the little town that we go to in Mexico, you have to cross the desert. It's about a 45 minute drive from the border down to the beach. And it's um, during the day. It's fine. 
I would not drive it at night right. ever, ever, under any circumstances. And you'll hear the same from everybody that goes down there. Um, so it's most places you just have to be smart. But if they're telling you don't ever show your face outside a building, <laughs> um, the other cities, by the way, the the ones that you would probably recognize, recognize, pardon me, Tijuana, Juarez, uh, Ensenada, and then there's a couple of other ones, Obregón, uh, Irapuato, and I think that's it in Mexico. So, oh, and Celaya. Celaya was at number one. 109 murders for every 100,000 residents, which is just off the charts high. I was surprised at Ensenada. That's Baja. That's yep. Baja, California. That's 90 minutes south of San Diego. That's right. wine country. And, and what that's is it Guadalupe about, Valley. What is it about wine country? Wine country in South Africa? Wine country in Mexico? <laughs> yeah. Doesn't make sense at all. Uh, you can check out that complete list if you would like online. All right, still to come, we'll talk about what the NBA is going to do for the All-Star Game. The CEO of McDonald's is hearing the complaints about the high prices. We'll get to all that coming up here on KNBC. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.